0: Eh uh, oui, bonjour. Je m'appelle Daniel. Ah, Renault Bonjour, one o seven. That's uh, my attempt at being French. Thank you for joining me on the show again this time around. So today, I thought I'd share with you my interview with the comedian, the actor, the writer, producer the podcast genius that is Russell Brand so I don't think it needs any more introduction to that than that so um you know here it is and uh listen to me though right this was back in 2017 right but listen to me like you could tell I'm a proper little twat right You're like wow it's Russell Brand I'm talking to Russell Brand listen to me talking to Russell Brand here it is And what do you need to know? Okay, well thank you first of all for your time today, we appreciate that very much. Thank you, thanks for uh, doing it. Tell us what your podcast is, what's on it. So it's basically, it's just me talking about what you've done from um, re- rebrand mm. all the way up to yesterday. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So I try and talk about everything, I try and review everything but obviously being a bit of a fan it's um, very one-sided. And, oh, uh, thank you, that's the way I prefer it I don't want yeah. any balance Now we're here with
1: Gareth Roy Who is uh, the producer of most of my work From Well not Rebrand actually, didn't produce yeah. that When did we start working together with Cal? It was 2006, One Leicester Square
0: Did you watch One Leicester Square? I didn't at the time but I've seen it
2: Get since
0: Get out! <laughs> <laughs> Ruined it I should have just said yes <laughs> You've seen it since eh? I've seen it since, yeah it's, um, Some of it's on YouTube
1: Yeah there's that interview with um, Will Ferrell That was a biggie that's the favourite one, I think, mm. generally.
0: What about Adam Sandler?
1: That's good, because i got a break in Hollywood. Yeah. As a result of that. That was... Uh... Didn't want to go and see his film, though, did you? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you're meant to, you're meant to watch people's <laughs> film to interview them, and funnily enough, we're meant to go and watch Al Gore's film after this, but guess what? I don't want to. <laughs> so I've not changed that much. No. And Because like, if we do go and see Al Gore's film, we could uh, interview Al Gore, but... I would like to interview Al Gore, but I don't want to go
2: to a screening. Yeah. I
1: want to go home. I've got a cold. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we did go, though. because Do you remember Sharon Osborne was there? Yeah, with, with some the dogs. Dogs. And they were s- sniffling away.
1: The film was Click. So That's Adam right. Sandler was promoting Click, where he had a magic remote control that could make reality do stuff. Doesn't that sound like an outmoded idea now in this sort of in this day and age? And it was only
2: and then. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just going to say. And what did you think of the film? If, if you could be honest, um...
2: he's always good, isn't he?
1: You get he's always good. He's always good because right? he's, he's warm, isn't he? He's yep. got that everyman quality. That's right. Like Matt, as he claims, he claims to be <laughs> an everyman, but he's a very unusual, peculiar person. What do you think of the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society? Um, I'm on there um, but could you bring it down from
0: within <laughs> with your help Russell I reckon I could because they're doing an event soon August the 11th oh right okay is, is that what you posted earlier oh uh, yeah I posted on there earlier because I met Matt and G out the front Ooh. and I, I took a picture of them um, within half an hour we got over 156 likes or something like oh, that oh so my god so we reckon that if we take one with you before we leave yes post that and see if you can beat
1: if it doesn't I'll literally commit suicide.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe not, then. Just So that's, that's it. it. They still <laughs> take it. There's no, There's no point risking your life over a photograph, is there? And if it's like proves the existence of aliens or something,
0: then it would be worth it.
1: Right. Come on, do your interview now, then. Dan. Because <clears throat> you're both called Dan and you've not
0: done any kind of interview yet. No, no, I'll just let, I'll just let you talk because. That's what we like to hear. No. <laughs> we'll ask him some questions. So then. all right then. So so far on the tour, what's been your most memorable moment and why?
1: There's a power cut last night. <laughs> yeah, that was good we that was. It was because it was a change from the norm. Like I think it's good when Carl Jung he says anytime something happens that you didn't plan for, this he says is the opportunity for God to come into your life. Carl Jung would have meant I don't know what Carl Jung meant but what I reckon <laughs> Carl Jung meant was that beneath material reality is a secondary reality that's harder to observe because it re- ha- is made of more subtle forms of energy but nonetheless it's there and sometimes if you're attuned to it you can receive and understand this energy that's my guess
2: yeah wow also it means you can be naughty doesn't it yeah <laughs> yes. that's
1: why you like it like to be naughty mischievous means, means i can go away from the script a
0: little bit and have yeah some
1: fun. Yeah, that's right. Whether that script is the script of everyday life or even a performance space,
0: Dan. Indeed, ah, very good. So, when you're performing, do you prefer to just sort of do your improv, um, or do you do you prefer to stick to to what you've written?
1: I think that the highest pleasure is improvised stuff when it's going well. That's the absolute apex but in the world of improvisation you're playing a more high risk game there's always the risk of subpar improvisation i was listening to a gig that i had done recently and that was it was for uh, i go to 12 step groups and it was a sort of a, so it was a sort of an anonymous 12 step group thing for people drug people right and like so the material would have been um, mostly spontaneous or just ideas I would have gone, oh, yeah, that would be funny, that would be funny, that would be funny. And I was listening to, like, the first five minutes. I was thinking, oh, my God, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. It's all rip-roaringly funny. Then, though, there's about a four-minute period where the st- standard drops, like, still all right, but it drops. And I thought, hmm, that's what happens when your things aren't honed. So things like last night, or like, you know, the, the second half, for example, was all scripted. And, like... Uh, I, I like doing that also, but like the thing is, when something's completely new, is you're completely in the moment. And like so Gareth pointed out, there was a thing last night where a man, like the man, had filled in a survey and said his most embarrassing moment was when he'd had a threesome and he couldn't get an erection. And the worst bit of the threesome said this man pushing his winky into the lady's mouth, floppy, yeah. floppy winky. He said <laughs> floppy winky because Gareth uh, produces all of uh, like does all of the surveys and prepares it all. So he says like a uh, floppy winky, and I said in the moment. Uh, it's like putting a sleeping bag back in your loft. And oh, that yeah. image made me very happy to say that, <laughs> that
0: it came in the moment. You could almost see, even from... I was probably about halfway back, and even from there you could see that, as you said that, there was a moment where you thought, that's actually brilliant, like, that just happened. In I got excited, was, yeah, I was yeah. relishing
1: it, like a little show-off, wasn't I? <laughs> like a little seven-year-old girl, all pleased with herself, twirling about in a gingham frock at a picnic where everyone has already left. <laughs> just just ants on a Jaffa cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> what was I going to say to you? When um, when I first came to see you, it was back um, just before you went to America. You did a one-off show in Northampton. Um, And back then you were doing a lot of stuff where you'd just read stuff out of the newspaper and just take the piss out of it and just make it funny. Is there any chance you're ever doing that sort of stuff again or have you moved away from that now? No,
1: we could do that again. But it's, uh, the thing is, is when the gigs are bigger, it feels more risky because I'm sat down in a chair and I'm looking down at a newspaper and it shuts the audience off. And sometimes, nowadays more than ever, local newspapers are not as nuanced and as particular. Mm-hmm. Their stories are all centrally sourced, so you don't get as many funny little local cat-up-a-tree, a raven-in-a-barnyard type stories. You get more sort of, news, dom- like sort of centralised, News agenda and loads of adverts and Mm. stuff, and then really bleak, awful, tragic things about sort of lack of social care, underfunded things. So that's why that's waned somewhat. Mm. Okay, so um, you've got to do two questions to Gareth now about, and it'll be about production and writing and (laughs) and managing difficult talent. Those are the sort of areas you should be thinking about.
0: Managing difficult talent, not you, of course. There you go. See, (laughs) because Gareth
1: for a while had to work with Alex Zane. Very (laughs) (laughs) funny. Okay, on, then. Do,
0: we, do we ask the controversial question, then? It's up to you whether you answer it or not. You Who is the most difficult talent you worked
2: with? Well, it's Alex Zane, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just heard. Established. <laughs>
0: Just reaffirming that point.
2: No, he's lovely, Alex Zane, actually. I did work with him for a bit. He was lovely. Everyone is.
1: How can we get onto Alex Zane in a Russell Brand <laughs> fan podcast in 2017? He gets
0: everywhere.
1: Oh, He's unstoppable. <laughs> Uh no, I haven't really worked with difficult talent. I mean look what uh, about Alderman? you did that podcast where you had to When not there was a big argument with Kate Hopkins or something? Didn't you produce something quite recently?
2: Oh, that's right. But I wasn't really working with the talent. I did a show about voting, young people voting. Uh, it was on Facebook Live. Which I've always said they should do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Katie Hopkins and Bob Geldof were there. But it was kind of produced.
1: It's like you're trying to do shows deliberately with the people who have been most cruel down. to me. That's true, Katie isn't it? Katie Hopkins, she's hurt my feelings before. Bob Geldof, called me and see you next Tuesday.
2: Yeah. I wasn't. It wasn't my idea. I don't mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, look, talent is... I think it's a bit you can't really think of it as talent versus you know you versus talent because they're just they're just people and i think it's i always think about working with talent it's just about how would you work with your mates and you would have to ultimately be reasonable and explain why certain things are happening and be as kind of honest and open as you can and then obviously you learn certain techniques as you do more and more producing in terms Don't use of
1: techniques you've been doing
2: lies that. lots of lies <laughs> <laughs> um, but no i mean i just think if you for me i've worked, I've usually worked with and certainly I've, most of my career i've worked with russell so I, it was about we we began working together because I thought Russell was really good at what he did. Uh, and at that point, it was mainly stand-up that I'd seen. I hadn't really seen him do TV stuff, and I was just hoping that we could convert the talent that I'd seen in Russ doing stand-up um, into into you know various TV formats, because at the time I was a TV producer. And yeah, the other days, they were a bit mad, weren't they? I mean, but it, we were all, we were, I was 26, you, I don't know what you were, you were 28 or something. I mean, we were young. And we all, and then Matt as well. We all, all three of us did it together, and we were all young and into the same kind of comedy. Just a way of working out how to take the things that we all enjoyed um, and iron out some different, you know, difficulties. Most of which were how do we get this on the telly? And so basically, I took a a few beatings from the uh, bosses, but other than that, it was fine. They'd say, "You can't do this thing with." Dead rats. You really can't. You know, it's it's no one at MTV wants dead rats on MTV. It's not a thing that came up in our last meeting. Like, please don't put dead rats. And then I'd have to relay that to Ross, and he'd say, "We must have dead rats. (laughs) (laughs) It's the whole point. (laughs) (laughs) Without dead rats, there is no (laughs) show." But, you know, so I don't know. But
1: really, basically, it's still that, isn't it? I think. We should yeah. More. When I think about it, now the thing I'd like to do more of it is more of those things. I never feel that we've fully got across all of those weird things. I really want to do more of those weird things, things that are strange and unusual and, like, the sort of stuff that we did when we were on MTV. Yeah. Things like Pimp My Limp.
2: There you go. Pimp My Limp. was one
1: of them, yeah. Yeah. In particular, pink, Pimp My Limb. I really enjoyed that, as a matter of fact. Pimp My Limb. What was the other one we did? Pimp My Application. Pimp My Job form.
2: Application, yeah. Um, what was the Ashton Kutcher one? Uh, Debunked. Debunked. But again, that was, I mean, that's just, you know, we had these mad ideas, but we did it within a format and a context of MTV. That was kind of perfect. That was what it was about, really. It's like, how do we get this weird stuff into to an MTV audience? This was ages ago, but it was really good fun, wasn't it? It was br- it was brilliant.
1: When you look back on these things, you realise how lovely it is to do something like MTV and such. Mm. Like the pressure, oh, no, it's actually much greater pressure for Gareth Roy because he was producing shows with difficult talent. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like, it's so low consequence, and we were doing these yeah. like interviewing Tom Cruise and Sandler and Jamie Fox and Christina Aguilera. We had these because it was MTV; these great big stars were coming in. It was absolutely ridiculous, and I was already acting like I was. Well, I mean, like sort of some cross between Liberace and Madonna. It's like really sort of the right little, pre, like what a prima donna, wasn't I? Yeah.
0: So, as you've produced such a range of stuff, now that you've worked with Russell on TV and radio and everything else that you do, do you have a favourite thing to produce? Do you have a favourite format to produce? For? At the
2: moment, it's it's the podcast, the Under the Skin, which is it's great. The co- the co- I mean. The two real, there's two projects we're doing. Obviously, you know the Radio X under the, under the skin, but, and they're both t- wildly diverse, but equally satisfying, aren't they? In terms mm. of one's a kind of mad, chaotic rush of ideas and comedy, and the other is a kind of thought out, uh, serious, academic style interview. But w- translating those ideas to people who would listen to the Radio X show, so they're both. Um, Yes, they're really kind of I feel quite valuable in terms of um, there is good content. They're both solid content
1: and pure. I feel. Yeah, I feel like Radio X is not trying to do anything except be silly and fun, and to sort of house the relationship between me and Matthew primarily, mm. and then the. the The under the skin one is talking about things you think are important and interesting. So it's it's hard because it's hard to do those kind of things on the telly, isn't it? Everything that when you're trying to do it on the telly becomes more complex. When stuff just audio seems a lot easier, a lot freer. Mm -hmm. And now we're sort of like at a point of thinking, oh, are we going to be able to do
0: these kind of things on the telly? How will we do that? So you've mentioned on the radio show a couple of times um, about doing. like a TV show with Matt, just doing sketches. Um, mm. Is there any chance that will become a, an actual thing? Or we, we want to do an talk? audio
1: sketches as well. I think in a week or so, me and Matt are going to go and do some like silly voices into a microphone and just show off. Um, but I don't know if it will, like you know whether or not we will do television because sometimes you have to you know get money and concentrate and things <laughs> that we seem to find t- tremendous struggle.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, if, I don't. Know if it's, yeah, Gareth will decide because really he'll ultimately
1: that. have to do the work. It would
2: be. <laughs> it would be very. Ni- it would be <laughs> nice. I think people hear that you know that radio show and the relationship with Matt and Ross is so unique and so brilliant. Um, it's about finding a way to bottle that energy and go through the rigmarole of turning that into a TV show, of which there, it is. It's a big old process to bottle. Rigmarole <laughs> process <laughs> ordeal. Yeah, it yeah. sounds
0: like hard work. Doesn't, doesn't it? it? It does,
2: Dan. When you well, those, they're so in the moment, you know. The, 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 that's the great thing about that show, is it's really in the moment. Anything can happen, and um, the processes you have to go through to, to make a TV show can stifle that process. So it's about finding a way of is there a way, that, you know, can we do that? Um, so I guess that'll be partly about what this process is. is can we turn it into something that isn't a radio show? Maybe, you know, maybe it's, I don't know. Well, well I guess there's a production chat. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we can't do production <laughs> chats no. in your interview. That's all right. Is there anything else <laughs> give me,
1: you give
0: you me some insight into it. <laughs>
1: Aren't they lovely, these two Very people? Nice. Thanks for being enthusiastic. When I was younger, all I wanted was people to be enthusiastic about me and adore me and to- make me have orgasms with very little consequence.
2: <laughs> <want to> <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the final
1: part of the process, shall we? Lovely Lovely dolls, <laughs> They're already locked. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Is there anything else you want to know before we go? Um,
0: yeah, just a couple more questions. Are you likely to do... Push uh, nice. it, Sorry. Go on, then. Are you likely to do any more films anytime soon? Cool. Um, no,
1: really. Sometimes I get offered them, but like... Uh, no, I've not been offered anything for a little while that I think I'd like to do because I really like being at home <laughs> with my baby. But if I got offered something that was very, very exciting, I probably would. But, like, I've not been offered anything exciting for a little while.
0: Oh, OK. So is there, has there been any films that you've been offered you've turned down and then they've turned into a big success and you thought, oh, I should have done that? Yes, Top Gun wasn't it? One Top Gun. gun. <laughs> Top I was I was offered to
1: play the part of Top yeah. Gun in Top Gun, <laughs> yeah. the main guy. I remember that. And I said no, I don't like that. There's homoerotic subtext. I w- I won't be involved in that. It's a, it's encouraging yeah. people to go in the wrong direction. Uh, then there was a thing called The Godfather. <laughs> well, they said, would you play Vito Corleone and Michael, yeah, like a like you know the nutty <laughs> professor? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's I, very easy how eddie oh, murphy Hardy does it in the craze. yes that's it i wanted to do that like tom Hardy in the craze i i was also offered and i turned that down as well <laughs> so mostly i uh, you know because like, i like to be at home with my bees i'm turning down a, a lot of what in retrospect would have been good projects
0: yeah okay then one final thing just before we go is it like, right to do some quick fire questions with you god how quick is this fire it'll be as quick as i can... go on then okay um tea or coffee 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 <laughs> uh, please chocolate or cake? now <laughs> <laughs> chocolate or cake mm chocolate yeah, yeah very uh, good. um to live in england or america england england always england favorite restaurant to go out to eat
1: some sort of vegetarian one which one you is like it you like mildred's don't you mildred's we like mildred's please
0: okay um london or henley
1: oh uh <laughs> Which bit of London and which bit of Henley? No, I like being in the country all quietly. Yeah, but it's nice
0: there. It's nice to be quiet. Books or movies?
1: Well, like writing a book. Writing a book on your own is so boring. Well, no, it's not boring, it's isolating. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure.
0: Books. Books. Um, <laughs> board games or video games?
1: Video games? I'm Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I am him. How, how are you getting on with that? I'm um, all All right, all I right. think. Could you play it? No. There's not, sometimes there's bits idea. where I thought, oh, where I think oh, someone else should go and do this. I, oh, do you know? What I thought this is what I thought. Was, I thought I was going to get someone that worked for me to do a level on Assassin's oh oh Creed Could you do this level on Assassin's Creed? I can't get past this. It's too it's difficult. True. And I thought, no, you can't have people that work for you doing things in a virtual world. That's full on stupidity. We are living in, in a material world, and we
0: are virtual girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, one final question, Matt or G?
1: why would you separate them I say mix them up in a blender tie them together till their DNA is mixed into one poetic neurotic (laughs) (laughs) that sounds amazing thanks for interviewing us on this day I hope you liked it thank you for your time thank you
0: yes so there you have it that was the time I interviewed Russell Brand you can tell like the nerves has kicked in and you could tell he knew as well how professional was he like right at the beginning there so we're here with gareth roy as well gareth roy is the producer he's like wow he just took over my podcast anyone else i'd have been annoyed but him ah, go for it son do what you need to do absolutely brilliant uh i really do hope one day that i'll get another shot at interviewing him maybe i can ask him some more probing questions but thank you for listening uh please share this uh please uh, give us a five star review on Apple podcasts or Google podcasts and all that stuff um and uh yeah, no no none of these like one star reviews don't do that and uh yeah just just keep 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 enjoying it really just try and uh try and watch some of the videos as well see what you reckon to them I think they're quite funny some of them We've got some funny stuff coming up um over the weekend I recorded a ton of videos, but i will talk more about them later on uh so for now. I hope you've enjoyed my interview with Russell Brand. Listen to me
2: say like a right little tit.
0: Thanks. Love you. Ta-da.